The greatest story ever told. We present Go With Him Twain, a drama based on a teaching from the Sermon on the Mount, as set down in the fifth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. A teaching from the greatest life ever lived. It is afternoon in Galilee, and the sun stands far to the west. But there are some people in Galilee who do not notice that the day is almost gone. For they are gathered at the foot of a green sloping mountain, and they gaze upward in reverence and intense belief as the voice of the Master reaches out to them. Yet if there's any one face that can be deemed to be more intense than all the others, it is that of the young boy, Abner. He holds tightly to his mother's hand, and he looks upward, his eyes fixed on the master's face. Everything's true, Mother. Everything. Of course, my son. Else the master would not say it. I didn't mean that. I meant that everything that father used to say about him is true. Yes, Abner. So the very day he died, your father was a strong believer. And he was right. Yes, my son. Now be still. There is no teaching to hear now. So unto you, that ye resist not evil. But whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Mother, there was another thing we heard the Master teach. Remember when he said, Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. There was not a single word he said that you do not seem to remember, my son. You are just like your father was. I want to be like my father. Well, of course, my son. You know, you know, where have you been all day? We've been, what is it? Since early afternoon, we have all been waiting for you, all your friends and neighbors. Then to hear the master, we have no cause to worry about. We do not know if we have cause to worry as yet. We must find out what the man wants before we come to any conclusions. What man? Uh, perhaps you can tell us. For he won't. All he has done is to ask questions. And as though he were a Roman. Such arrogance, such contempt for others. Well, who is this man? He came here this afternoon right to your house. He asked questions and probed into everything. And now he is waiting for you and for the boy. I cannot understand why any stranger would be curious about us. Neither can we. That's why I waited here for you, to warn you, to prepare you. And do not be afraid of him. You have friends who will protect you. Of course, Reuben, I know that. But we must find out who this man is. 
come out now quickly. Are you the woman you know? Is this your son? Yes, sir. No, one moment, please. What are you going to do, woman? You have left two lamps. I must put one of them out. All is too costly to be wasted in such a manner. A little bit of oil, and you must be so frugal with it. Well, it's not hard to understand when one has had a chance to look around this place. You have been spying on us? I have been looking about this miserable little place, if that's what you mean. You have no right to talk to me in this way. Who are you? Come, boy. Come here. Mother. I'm here for your own good, boy, so do not be afraid of me. Mother, no. Boy, I am your grandfather. My grandfather? Oh, you, you are Samson. Yes. Now I wish to see my grandson. See what kind of a child he is. Come here, boy. Abner, you, you must go to him. Yes, Mother. Mm, look at you. These are not clothes, but rags. They are clean. Yet they look as if one more good washing and they'd fall to bits. They are the best we can afford now. Oh, I know that. I know that very well. I've looked about this place. Handful of grain and the crock there. Enough dried lentils for perhaps one meal. You need not explain your poverty to me. It has not gone well since, since Joseph died. They did not go so well before that. As I warned him. Mind you, I am not a rich man, but a comfortable one. So he could have been if he'd listened to me. Instead of shaming me before all my friends? I know how you feel about me. You need not say it. Think that he could have married a girl like you. An orphan with no dowry, no family. Instead of the girl I had selected for him. He was headstrong and it brought him to a bad end. And it has brought his son to such a low place in this world. It is not a low place. My father and I, we're as decent as people can be. Oh, yes, I know about that too. I've not been idle while I've been waiting here. I've been asking, I've been learning. You have been to hear the master teach. Yes, sir. We are not ashamed of it. So the poor of Galilee have finally found themselves a prophet. It would be amusing if it were not so tragic. But we are wasting time. Woman, I want to talk to you alone. But why alone? There's a decision you have to make. It would be better if the boy were not here. Now, please. Abner, wait outside for us. I'll stay here with you, Mother. You may need me. Well, such loyalty. I wonder what it is, woman, that has earned you such loyalty. First from my son and now from my grandson. What sort of spell do you cast over them? The boy will wait outside. Please, Abner. Yes, Mother. But you will not hurt her. Do you hear? Boy has spirit. I'll say that for you. Martha, what is it you wish of me? Woman, I will be blunt. You've taken my son from me. You ruined his life. You've done a great deal of harm with your headstrong attitude. Now, I ask that you do not do the same thing to my grandson. You want the boy? Yes. You cannot have him. I knew you would say that. I know also that it would be useless for me to offer you money. Do not think I have underestimated you. You are very shrewd, aren't you? I do not flatter myself as to being shrewd. I try only to be practical. What you will not do for gain, I think you will do out of good conscience. My conscience does not trouble me. The boy is well brought up. I know that. I can see it. Except, of course, there must be some nights when you go without food so the boy may have enough. And if I do? Then there are other nights when, despite your sacrifice, there's not enough even for the boy. We, we have managed to exist thus far. Woman, remember that I have looked around this place. What will you feed him tonight? The dried lentils, some bread. And tomorrow? What will happen tomorrow? We have kind neighbors. Exactly. 
You have nothing to look forward to except the charity of others. Perhaps you do not understand. Oh, I understand. For you to become a serving woman would mean that you'd have to neglect the boy, and you do not wish to do that. Yet if you do not, there is nothing to eat save for the charity of others. It's a difficult situation. I'm not one to be blind to it. The only thing that gave me cause to hope that you would be reasonable... Well, don't. Oh, I know how you feel, woman. The thing which overwhelms you now is that you realize I'm right. No future for you and the boy together. If only it were possible. Well, if you have any thought that I will take the two of you in, put it out of your mind. Now, as I said, there is a decision to make. Do not flaunt before me the fact that you love the boy. It's not unusual that a mother loves her child. Ask yourself this. Do you love him enough to make a sacrifice so that his security will be assured for the rest of his life? That will be the real test of your love. I cannot give him up. You will make a beggar of him with your love. You will have him live with a handful of dried beans between him and starvation. I wish you had not said that. Night after night, I lie awake thinking the same thing. What will happen to us tomorrow? The day after, what will happen to us? You owe it to the boy to give him a chance at a decent life. And without him, you will have a chance to rebuild your own. Do not let your love for him destroy the two of you. That would be selfish. You... You would promise me that he will be well taken care of? He will never want for anything. Not food or clothes or instruction in the temple school of Jericho. He will have everything I can give him. I believe you. Oh, but there is one thing more that I must ask. Yes? But you will not discourage the boy's belief in the master. I promise that too. You are very quick to promise. Why not? I have every confidence he will outgrow this foolishness. Then you do not know the boy. Perhaps. In any event, I give you my word, I will not tamper with his belief. Well, have you made up your mind? I must talk to the boy first. I can wait. And, Abner, there are pleasant things to think about. You will live in Jericho. Your father lives there. I know. He used to tell me about it. People were nice there. Probably your father and liked him very much. But people were only here. And, and there would be a fine house and, and good food. And not just from time to time, but every day. Think of that. But you will not be here. If we will not be together, there will still be something that we will share. But if I cannot sue, we will have our memories and, and our thoughts of the master to share. And even though we may be far apart, you being in Judea and I in Galilee, still that will hold us together in spirit. I will run away. I will come back here. No, Abner, no. You will do what I say, for it is the best thing. He doesn't like me. I can see it. He's a hard man. Stern. Not like my father at all. Then, Abner, perhaps it will be your duty to change him if you can. I will run away, I tell you. No, no, no. Please, Abner. Do this because I ask you to do it. You, you don't want me to go do it. No, I must be. Still, you must. Do you understand? Yes. Yes, Mother. I understand. But if ever I have the chance, I will come back. You'll see. <laughs>
I suppose you are looking forward to the life that is ahead of you, hmm? Possibly trying to imagine what it would be like, hmm? No, sir. No? Well, then perhaps it is time you did think about it. For example, during the day, you will study under learned teachers. In the evening, you will tell me what you have learned. We will sit on the roof of my fine house in Jericho and talk about all manner of things. You say so, sir. It would do no harm for you to become used to calling me grandfather. I, I do not think I can say it, sir. And why not? I am your grandfather. Yes, sir, but I, I do not think... Please, sir. Come, boy, I will not be hard with you, but neither will I pamper you as your mother seems to have done. Now, you will say it. Go on. Please, sir, don't make me... Say the word. Say it, I tell you. Yes, Yes, sir. Gra Grandfather. Good. Perhaps now that you have said it once, it will come easier to you the next time. And another thing, you might as well get used to discipline. But I can tell you now, you will not be allowed to grow up as your father was. You will know what discipline is, what obeying means. You understand? I, I think so, sir. You'll find it easier that way in the long run. Now, soon we will arrive in Jafia. I will see that you get a good meal into you. You must begin putting some flesh on those bones of yours. Then we will spend the night and continue on with our journey in the morning. Innkeeper, I wish some fine roasted meat, some fresh bread, and some wine. My grandson's a very hungry lad. Abner? Well, say something. Yes, sir. I am hungry. He's a bit shy, eh, sir? Well, you think a boy would be excited about going on a journey with his grandfather? Oh, come, lad. Let's see you smile. Come now. No, no, wait. No tears. A smile. Let me see you smile. Leave him alone. Oh. Well, of course, sir. I, I was only trying to be friendly. The meat and the bread and the wine. Quickly. It's all ready, sir. I have only to serve it. Strange for a boy to be so uneasy with his own grandfather. See here, Edna. You will not insult me in this way. I, I didn't mean to insult you, sir. I couldn't help it. I couldn't. You will force yourself to smile. And remember to call me grandfather. I will try, sir. Grandfather. Remember, grandfather. Oh, you innkeeper, you're back. Uh, yes, sir. How long have you been standing here? Uh, just a moment, sir. No longer than that. I do not like people who eavesdrop. Set the food down beyond your way. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. There, the platter of meat, some loaves of bread, and the flagon of wine. Portion out some of the meat for my grandson. Uh, yes, sir. Here, boy, here's a fine tender piece of meat for you. Here, let me tear it apart for you. There. Now, what is it, boy? Too well done? Or not enough? Well, start eating. Abner, pick up the meat. Start eating. Not without saying a prayer, sir. Oh, yes, of course. Good Lord, we thank you for this food which you have given us. Amen. Now, Abner. Sir, my mother and I, we... We say another prayer. Oh? Yes, sir. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our blessings.
Why don't you find everything to your satisfaction? Quite satisfactory, innkeeper. Ah, but I see the boy has not finished his food. Well, no wonder he's asleep. Yes, he's tired from traveling all day. But that was not the reason he didn't finish his food. Then he didn't like it? Not that I would. Before he fell off to sleep, he said something about a little to give to the beggars at the town gate. Oh. And him without enough flesh to cover his bones. Oh, sir, is it not a fine thing? A noble thing in a boy that he thinks of others when he himself is in need. He's a foolish boy, but he'll get over it. Sir, perhaps uh, you will not like to hear it, but, but there is one thing I, I hope he does not get over. Really? That prayer, he says. I cannot tell you what it meant to me to hear him say it. Wherever did he learn such a prayer? From the master. A fine prayer. Very fine indeed. And he's quite a nice boy, your, your grandson. Say that as though your daddy is my grandson. Well, I didn't say he wasn't. You inferred as much. Oh, no, sir. He is my grandson. Well, you have good reason to be proud of him, say. He's a well-brought-up boy and righteous. Yes, very righteous. Enough talk. Show me where we sleep for the night. Let's put the boy to bed. Oh, yes, sir. This way. Oh, I... Uh, carry him. <laughs> uh, this way, sir. Oh, uh, innkeeper. Innkeeper. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is there something I can do for you, sir? More food uh, or more wine, perhaps? No, no, but you can tell me something. I noticed you carrying a boy into the common sleeping room a moment ago. Oh, yes. Tired little fellow. Fell asleep at the table, in fact. Tell me, do you know that boy's name? Abner was what the man called. Ah, that's what I thought. I knew that I had seen him before. He is my own town of Cana. Oh? But the man he is with, I do not know him. Really? I tell you, it is strange. I suspect him. He claims the boy's his grandson. That is difficult to believe. For one thing, they have nothing in common. They're as different as two people can be. Then what I am thinking may be right. You think that they're not related? Mm. And that the old man has stolen the boy and is making off with him? The boy is from Cana. I am sure of it. What is he doing here with a stranger? He seemed to understand. Boy with a bright mind, a likable boy. He'd fetch a good price as a slave. So that's what the man is up to. Well, he will not succeed. Keep watch. Make sure they do not leave here. And I will go to the town elder. You can depend on me, but hurry. Sir. Wake up, sir. There's someone to see you outside. What do you want? Let me sleep. But, sir, it's very important. And please do not let me speak any louder, for I do not wish to wake the boy. Uh, now come, sir. Someone to see me? Yes, sir. It must be a mistake. And I will go out with you. Yes, sir. Uh, careful in the dark. I, I didn't wish to light a light, uh, a lamp. It would wake the boy, and he seemed so tired. I will be careful. Uh, and the door is right here, sir. Yes. I see it. Right out this way, sir. There. That's the man. Seize him. You. Let go of me. You have no right to seize me. You had better go along, sir. But I have done nothing wrong. That will be for the town elder to decide. Now go along. But the boy. I must not desert the boy. Don't worry about the boy. I will see that he gets back to Cana and to his mother again. He is not to go back to his mother again. 
You don't understand. The elder will understand. Tell your story to him, if you dare. Now, come along. You keep saying that you are the boy's grandfather, yet you cannot prove it. But I, I am. Tell me, Aaron, have you heard of the boy having a grandfather? No, sir. I only know that the boy is from Cana. I recognized him at once. And I know that he and his mother are very poor. True, true. And I was taking him away from that poverty. You mean you were separating the boy from his mother? Yes. Such a statement alone would make me suspicious. I tell you, it's the truth. The mother gave him up. Willingly? Well, I... I would not say she gave him up willingly, but she did give him up. And the uh, innkeeper... You say that the two are very unlike each other? Yes, sir. As different as night and day. They even pray different. There's no crime in that. And the boy treats him like a stranger. He doesn't call him grandfather. Now, believe me, if it were not true, I wouldn't say it. After all, what have I to gain? I'm doing myself out of the money he owes me for food and a night's lodging. Would I lie to cost myself money? Of course not. Well, sir, do you have any proof that the boy is your grandson? Is there anything you can say? What can I say? What can I show you? Then we shall have to ask the boy. The boy? No. No, don't do that. Why not? Would not the boy know if you are his grandfather? You don't understand. The boy has no reason to like me. He wants to go back to his mother. He would deny that I'm his grandfather. Strange that you would not want the boy himself to tell me. It is very suspicious. Well, innkeeper, Aaron, you two may go back to the inn. This man will stay here, and I will ponder this thing till morning. I cannot understand. How can anything like this happen to me? I'm an honest man. I've done nothing wrong. It is morning. We can ask the boy now, if you wish. Now. No, I'm trapped. I'm a man at the mercy of people who hate and suspect me. How could this have happened? I will try to be as lenient with you as I can. I, I could not hold him back. He, he fought like a little tiger. He insisted on coming here even after I promised to take him home to his mother. So this is the boy? Yes, sir. Come here to me, boy. Yes, sir. Well, now, lad, there are some questions I had been intending to ask you. No, no, don't ask him. I tell you, he will deny me. He wants to go back to his mother. Don't let my fate rest on his answers. Sir, this man is my grandfather. I heard what happened to him. I had to come here and tell you. Abner. Abner, you told him. You told him. One moment, sir. The boy, tell me. Do you say this because of any threats he has made against you, or because you feel he might harm you in any way? Sir, I, I tell you, I promised him I would take him back to Canaan, to his mother. Tell me, boy, don't you want to go back to your mother? More than anything in the world. Yet by telling me what you have, I must turn you over to your grandfather. Do you realize that? Yes, sir. I know that. And still you insisted on coming here. Why? I could not let you do any harm to him. Not to any man. Even though it means that you must go with him to Jericho and live there? Sir, 
We have been taught that if someone strikes you on one cheek, you must not strike him back. You must turn your other cheek to him. If a man forces you to go a mile with him, you should go two miles. Sir, we try to love those who do wrong to us. Your mother brought you up this morning? You've often gone to hear the master teach. What he teaches, we both believe. I can see that. Well, the matter is out of my hands now. You may take your grandson and continue on with your journey. I, I thank you, sir. Can I tell you what it means to be free of suspicion again? Now you know what a fine boy my grandson is. And I know why, too. It is something you might ponder with profit. You need not think that I'm a man without feeling. Well, I'm blind to everything but my own wishes. If I had been, I can tell you that I am no longer that kind of man. You cannot be as frightened as I was. As dependent upon another person's mercy as I was. And forget so easily. It is not so much because of the boy that I am free now. As because of the way his mother raised him. Then you appreciate that. I do, indeed. What the boy is, what he does, is all because of the way she raised him. I've hated that woman for a long time, accusing her of separating me from my son, and then from my grandson. But it is I who separated this family. I know it. It's all very clear to me now. Well, in heaven's name, man, do the decent thing. Go back to Cain. Bring his mother with us to my home. Can you do anything else now? You're right. We will start back for Cain at once. Grandfather! Oh, Grandfather! You know that? He called me Grandfather. Without any urging, he called me Grandfather. I trust you will continue to deserve that honor. In fact, my friend, I have a feeling that if you give yourself over to these two, your daughter-in-law, your grandson, they may yet make a fine man out of you. For it seems that not all the master's miracles concern the lame or the lepers. There is a blindness of spirit that he heals too.
this same station, we will present another episode in the greatest story ever told from the greatest life ever lived. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education.